Welcome to The Faithful Podcast. I'm Keely Scott, and we are so glad that you are here. The live version of Faithful's Go and Speak album just released two weeks ago. To celebrate, we thought we'd share some unreleased conversations captured during the live recording. This incredibly special conversation between Amy Grant, Ellie Holcomb, and singer-songwriters Jess Ray and Taylor Linhart of the band Mission House was recorded backstage at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee. They were there to perform the faithful song, A Woman, for the Today Show, and walked upstairs to chat about the deep history of shared friendships and how friendship and creating space for one another has impacted their work and families over the years. I loved being in the room for this conversation, and I know you're going to love it too. Hey, I want to tell you about a brand new show on the That Sounds Fun podcast network called Imagine Faith Talk. What if two men on different paths, one an ex-male exotic dancer turned life coach and a pre-med student turned musician, came together on the same realization that you don't have to sell your soul to obtain your dreams and that the key to unlocking everything you've been dreaming was to be found through faith in God. Imagine Faith Talk is a podcast focused on faith-based conversations for holistic success. Episodes are hosted by Kevin Alushala, beatboxer of the three-time Grammy Award-winning, multi-platinum-selling acapella quintet Pentatonics, and co-hosted by author, life coach, and entrepreneur Donovan D. Donnell. Through each deep dive into the Bible, they discover how to maximize uniqueness, weaponize the imagination, and leverage faith in God for success. The hope is simple, to find the tools to optimize your performance through partnership with God. We at The Faithful Podcast are so excited about this new show. Episodes are released every Wednesday, and we hope you'll give it a listen. Welcome backstage at the Ryman Auditorium. This is a place not many people get to come uh, because the backstage area is actually pretty small. We're on the third floor, walked up here with heels. There's no elevator on this side of the mother church of country music. But we thought it would be fun, all of us who've been involved with this faithful project, to talk about friendship, to talk about how we first got to know each other. And um, anyway... Taylor, you want to, how'd you get hooked into this group? No, who was your first friend in this group? What a, yeah, well, my first friend in this group would be that girl over there, Jess Ray. Um, we met in 2015. Um, her album, Sentinel Creatures, was about to come out, and uh, I ha- had a friend who was, like, we were both living in Raleigh, North Carolina, Okay. and uh, we had, like, we had heard of each other, and we were kind of weird birds in North and Carolina. It's, and it's Raleigh, North Carolina, which is <laughs> yeah. like, there's not a ton of people doing music as their job there, so it's just like, we both had that desire, and we're playing for churches and stuff like that, And but trying to have like careers in music in a city that that wasn't very normal, so we we got along yeah. very quickly uh, and became close friends. And, oh yeah, I kind yeah. of just forced you to become my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we just started doing a bunch of stuff together, and ended up being in like a duo now together called yeah. Mission House. So yeah. pretty fun. So just my first friend. Yeah. Yeah. And then somehow we got invited into this room with the most amazing women we could think of. Yeah. I mean, what was that like? A year. A little over, yeah. a year ago, and I think Jess and I kept looking at each other like, "Why? How did? How? But why did we get invited? <laughs> why are we? <laughs> why are 
got here. to know all of you. Like, yeah. trying to act cool and yeah. Yeah. No, we fans of so many of the the women writers and songwriters. And uh, so it was just really exciting to get the, the invite. Yeah, and Ellie, we'd met you before. Yep. I know. Which was really fun. And it then was so great. We I got to... Yeah. We were in... So we actually met Jess. I was at, I was making a record at Ben Shive's place. And he was yeah. like, hey, my friend Jess Rosen down. She's going to come over. And I need to tell you, you came... It was so... I was like, I felt like I'd known you forever <laughs> already. And we just started talking. And I was like, hey, do you have any of your music? You were like, maybe. And we went up to your car, and you were digging through stuff in the floor of your car. <laughs> and you were like, oh, here's a CD. <laughs> and it was yeah. rolling around at the bottom of your car. Yeah. And it was Sentimental Creatures. And I put that little CD in my minivan, and I listened to your voice sing beautiful stories and truth to me every day the every day for the rest of the time of making my record red to red and i fell in love and then i had you come open yeah that my cd release record show because i was like she got me through this (laughs) (laughs) thank you that was the beginning of a really beautiful friendship and i think is that when we met the first time Mm -hmm. yeah at the show there i was playing (gasps) yes yeah at city winery I know. Yes. So fun. That's great. And then our, and then my newest friend in this room would be Amy, yep. which we got to meet her in February at the Faithful. Thing. That's right. And, yeah. you know. Did just, y'all write together? Oh, yeah. We did. One of which the songs? Which song? Holy plays. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite songs. Amy and Jenny yeah. Owens and I. Yes. Okay. So, um, of course... Our story goes way back. I yeah, I dated your dad. Really, And the first time I ever got on the stage was with Ellie's mom. Oh, how crazy and so, is that? Yes, it's amazing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it was so weird. You know, I was, you know, at that time just putting out a record every year, and this was back in the eighties. And Brown and Debbie got married. They started a family right off the bat. And so really when he was working, that was other time. So we didn't, like our families were not really meshed. Uh-huh. That's right. And um, anyway, and but I remember I knew your grandmother when I was in grade school because she was an eighth grade teacher. This is her necklace that I'm wearing too. Oh my gosh. Well, here's the crazy <laughs> thing is... Ellie is so much like her grandmother, her mannerisms, her mm-hmm. mouth, her smile. And oh. I knew her from grade school. And the first time I really, really was around you, you were a grown woman. I mean, yeah. in passing, in big groups that's when right. you were a kid. Yeah. But we just weren't, our families didn't hang together. Yeah, that's right. And um, anyway, it was just like, oh my gosh, you're like a young, beautiful version of your grandmother. Oh, it was just, there's not many people that you can meet yeah. in the workplace and that they know so much of your history. So that was really fun. How did y'all reconnect later? Uh, I we mean, toured. We, we toured together. Um, mm-hmm. And we, yeah, it was really beautiful. It was a full circle moment for me. Yeah. Because I just watched Amy, you know, like every girl in the 80s and 90s and <laughs> right. still, and still like, today. So... <laughs> Loved you, but I got this beautiful vision. Mom would always say, I was so proud that Dad worked with you. And I would, like, tell everybody, because I just thought you were the coolest, because you are. <laughs> and I, I remember one time, my mom was like, Ellie, you know, you just want to be humble. And maybe not everybody knows 
Amy Grant stuff, you know, it, I mean, a lot of people do this early on. So I was really little. And so she was like, look, we were at the gas station. She rolled down her window. And she was like, hey, just, I'm making a point with my daughter. She was like, do you know Amy? And he was like, I love Amy Grant. And I was like, see, my dad works with her. It's the coolest. <laughs> it was amazing. But I got, she had, it was such a sweet thing because y'all, you were one of the most important friends, first friends in her life, because you were in a group of eight. Can I tell that story? I guess. Is that, I you're like, in a <laughs> question mark. Tell Stop me. me if you want me to quit telling it. But she was in, they were in eighth grade together, seventh or eighth grade, and there were a group of girls gossiping, which happens in, you know, in a group of girls and definitely in the eighth grade. But Amy, in the middle of it, just walked away. And my mom followed you. My mom did not grow up in the church at all. And she followed Amy and was like, hey, sorry was that awkward was that your friend that they were talking about and you said do you remember you probably don't remember this but she said you said no I, I don't know that girl but I just love Jesus and I don't think it's loving to talk about people behind their back but I knew that I would do it if I stayed and I didn't want to like preach at anybody mm. so I just decided to walk away and my mom was like a uh I've never heard anybody talk about Jesus like that. <laughs> Who's that guy? And then B, will you be my best friend? <laughs> you are awesome. And so she started hanging out with you and your amazing mom and dad and family. And she says that it was like her world went from black and white to 3D in color. Um, and so to... I can't imagine your mother anything but 3D in, in color. <laughs> And she has yeah. always, it's been really cool because she's always encouraged me to, she's like, watch Amy. And I, you know, we come see your shows sometimes and she'd be like, watch her in this signing line. See how she just focuses all the attention on everybody else. And you, and I've watched you and respected you and looked up to you and learned from you from a distance. And so then to get to be working together and learning from you still, it's, it is such, it's such a gift. To me, too. It really is. To me, too. It's fun. Um, and I got involved in the faithful circle. You know, our life has so many chapters. Yeah. And I'm an empty nester, 60. And, um, but I somehow ran across, um, I was having a a conversation with Andrew Peterson, who I did not know very well. Mm. And I just said, I feel like my orbit is so wide right now. And mm-hmm. when you're in the creative community, a lot of times you do have a wide orbit. You know, you're gone and you come home and, you know, you're not part of the book club. You're not really part. <laughs> so they yeah. miss all the parties. Yeah. yeah. All the birthday yeah. parties. But, then, yeah. Uh, but I just said, and you, can I be a part of anything? I just want to be a part of something. And so I met you because he said, you need to meet my friend, Andy, Andrew Os- uh, Osenga. And I met him and he invited me to come do a writer's yeah, a night. local show. Yeah. At the well. Yeah. And I met you, and I and I thought, well, it was nice. You know, I got to hear yeah. other music, but it wasn't like hanging out. And then the next invitation I got was, come to this. And it was... Was it Andrew? Was it was Andrew. Andrew invited you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yes. And it was just like, it was so much fun. I walked in. I didn't, you know, I didn't know a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I had this person's book. I had heard this person's music. And... Um, Anyway, but to me, what that a great element of friendship is having something in common. But 
really the essential thing is to create a space to be together. Mm-hmm. And that this has really taught yeah. me that, that it's almost like people have to have a real um, excuse, a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody has to initiate and say, hey, we're all going to get together at this place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of us could walk away from this experience saying, I'm so glad I was invited. I'm, I'm so glad I showed up. But I, it's made me leave there saying, you can take anything and make it special. Mm-hmm. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, let's all. And so I thought it might be fun to say, just throw this out, because this is one way that we can interact with people yeah. that are in the, the, our living room like, what's something that you feel like is kind of brave? And I'm so cheating on this because I already know my answer. <laughs> but I made up the question. Great. Nice. So what's something? <laughs> what's, Here we are. I don't even have to give my answer. But what's something that a time where you felt like, okay, I had this crazy idea, but I'm just going to do it and I'm going to say it matters. Because saying something matters yeah. is what makes it eventually matter. Mm-hmm. The right. only thing that matters is what we eventually sacrifice for. You can look at somebody else's snotty notes kids who are way too loud in the restaurant and you're going, but I mean, when you have a baby and you're up day and night and wiping that nose and changing those diapers and all that, you just, you give so much of yourself Mm -hmm. to that child, they become precious. And it's like the things that we Mm -hmm. give ourselves to become precious, even just, Mm -hmm. even just a gathering. Mm -hmm. And so can you, is there anything, even if it was a flop, even if nobody came, oh, can you think of something that you, some space that you created and invited people well, into? Well, this one right here. I know. Oh, okay. you created yeah. 2015. Yeah, 2015, yeah. same summer I met Taylor. Um, and we were getting to, like, really become good friends. Um we started this thing that uh, it was really simple vision. Uh, we called it Feast and Feast. We would eat a meal together, just make a meal, eat with whoever came, mm-hmm. sit around the table together, get to know whoever's there. And then we would switch to the living room and we would just have a time of worship, maybe about an hour long on yeah. every Monday night. And we did that almost every Monday wow. from Feast. 2015 yeah. to COVID. Yeah. It ended actually Feast uh, and Feast. Feast, and feast. Yeah. Yep, and we watched we watched it grow from about eight people, which we were never actually we were like against sharing it on Instagram or anything yeah. like that. Almost just like we weren't trying to grow anything like that. It was just like everybody, you know, grow grow up in the South. The you know, the version that of Christianity that's there, there's plenty of good in it, but it's just like, you know, the normal religious nominal Christianity. But people who just were like, let's just get together and worship together and know people yeah. outside of just like sitting in pews facing the same direction or yeah. or comfy chairs, whatever your church has, cool chairs now, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we it was just this like genuine mm-hmm. gathering that we watched grow from eight people to like at its peak, it was like 150 people. Wow. <laughs> we crammed yeah. in, the, in the these four times. Yeah, like we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Like yeah. now I'm so like grateful for that season and uh, a couple of people with like large houses yeah. in, in town, like let all these 20-somethings pack, I mean, as far as you can see out the neighborhood, yeah. a line of cars. And we would just, no, I mean, most of the time we didn't even, like, for a while we didn't even plug in, mm-hmm. like, we didn't have any amplifier. Yeah. So it was just, like, people just screaming yeah. to the top of their lungs. And, like, anyway, wonderful testimonies that came out of the time. And, yeah, so that was it. one of yeah. the most exciting seasons. Yeah, really what great What we support. really saw in that space was 
transformation. Like, I think what, what you're talking about, Amy, what we're all, what we all experienced in that room together, like in the writing room and just as we've continued to gather and sing gang vocals, what we experienced like Jess and I do in that feast gathering is like, it's transformational to walk into a space and be known and loved and just like the open door, like the meal together. I think just like creating these spaces where there's no agenda really that there's, I mean, yes, we wrote songs together. Yes. We worshiped together and ate together, but really the point was just to be, and obviously we gathered that that reminds me so much of this project the faithful project because i think more than anything when keely and andrew were kind of dreaming this up they saw a lot of people with a wide orbit and because artists we're all we're like ships passing in the night it's like love you a lot of times you see people out of town more than in town half the time i mean i saw you more on the road when we were touring than we'd ever seen each other in town and and what I think what the heart of it was mainly what we want to do is gather community and, yep. the, and they literally just set a table, like a beautiful yeah. table yes. um, for us and Sarah McIntosh led us in writing prompts and it just was a space to connect, yep. which is what we were all made for. <laughs>